is Andy Thornton, and I am your host for the Our Community podcast, which is an I've, Decedi I've Decided media broadcast. My co-host today is Rocky Ziegler. Actually, my co-host every week is Rocky, <laughs> or every month. This is a monthly show, yeah. right? Not yeah, a right. weekly show, yeah. thank goodness, because yeah. we're already off to a roaring start. Yeah, right? yeah right. Yeah, it's real smooth. Rocky Ziegler of R RP Ziegler Investments, is that right? That's right, yeah. All right. Rocky is my co-host, and we're happy to be here today um, talking about our community. And what we're going to be talking about today has to do with the weekly winning word for I Decided, which is appreciate. And just a real simple definition of what appreciate is, is it's recognizing the full worth of something. And that's what we're here today to do, is just talk about the full worth of our community and what that means. And we've got a couple of special guests with us today um, because we want to talk about how important it is to appreciate those in our community who serve in a capacity to meet needs and make our community stronger. And I think yeah. these two ladies represent that really well, Rocky. So we have with us today on the end of the table, farthest from me is Ashley Shrek. Ashley is employed by Epic as their director of marketing, right? And if you don't know what EPIC is, EPIC is a long-standing civic and social service organization who's committed to enriching the lives of individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Yep, couldn't have said any better myself. Yeah, I took it right <laughs> off their LinkedIn Website, page. yes. <laughs> We're doing Welcome, Ashley. Thank Sitting you. next to Ashley is Katie Kelly. And Hello. Katie is the president and founder of Lifting Up, which I hope you're going to tell us a little bit more about what that is. But sure. it's a social innovation company whose focus is to make our community stronger by putting the needs of people first. Mm -hmm. Did I summarize that pretty well? You did. Right, good. Well, thank you both for being here today. We're really excited to have you. We wanna learn a little bit more about your community involvement through this discussion today. Yeah. And that really starts with, um, um, with your guys' involvement in a, a, I don't know if it's an organization, I guess it's an organization. It's called the Thousand Pound Project, which I know was was initially kind of created by Senator Weaver. Yeah. And you guys got involved in that. Ashley, your project is lighting up the Murray Breaker Bridge, it which is. is a really cool thing. And we want to dig into that. And then, Katie, you're involved in the Peoria Grown Project, which I know is about right. feeding people. Mm -hmm. And that's a really interesting project as well. So just to kind of get us started, I want, would like, I guess, for one of you to just tell us what the Thousand Pound Project is and why did you get involved? So Katie, why don't you start off? Sure. So Senator Weaver has this philosophy that he often asks people that he meets, what would you do if you could exert a little pressure and have a really large impact? Mm. Um, and he's also really passionate about mentoring local leaders and recruiting diverse leaders in our community to make that impact. Mm -hmm. So he started the Thousand Pounds Initiative. And um, when I heard about it from his team, I thought that would be a great way to sort of take a different perspective from how I was involved in the community at the time and take on a micro project, as he calls it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, he recruited five 
ethnically diverse leaders in the community, and they each recruited a team, about five people. Yeah, just kind of depending on what the project was. So you have, um, I'm the Caucasian leader, um, but then we also have a Hispanic leader, an Asian leader, an Indian leader, and an African-American leader. Um, so really bringing different cultures and mindsets to the table, um, even in brainstorming our own separate projects. And the idea was to either find a project that bettered our community or solved a problem for our community. Great, that's really cool. And yeah, now, really interested in hearing about those projects because that's where the rubber meets the road, right? Yeah. So, Ashley, talk to us a little bit about what the Light Up the Murray Baker Bridge project is. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Right? You're going to put lights on the bridge. <laughs> right. So what kind right. of lights? Why right. are we putting lights on the bridge? What's that going to do to make our community better? Right. It's actually a little convoluted. Like you said, you think about it, it's just so easy to put lights on a bridge. So this is actually something I personally had been passionate about. I've been tossing around the idea since 2015, and the answer was always, oh, that's too big of a project, or you're never going to make a difference. Um, we're just citizens. And so when Chuck had approached me to be a leader, um, I said, okay, if I get to pitch this, this project, um, just being a community member, it's harder to get things done. But when you put Senator Weaver's name Absolutely. behind it, it gets a little bit more attention and a little more uh, momentum. Yeah. Um, so out of the applicants who wanted to get involved in Thousand Pounds, we picked our teams from there. Um, and the team I, I ended up collaborating with was a bu another bunch of young professionals who were just passionate about um, getting this done for our region. Um, phase, it had a couple of phases. So phase one, light up the bridge. How do we do it? Um, we worked with the Community Foundation to talk to six other communities who have wow. lit their bridges. Um, while it's considered an innovation project, lighting a bridge isn't really new. We're not the first ones to right. do this. Um, so yeah, how do we get it done? I saw on the website, there was a, Des Moines was one, yeah. Memphis, I forget the other ones, yeah, but yeah, they were all, yeah, they yep. were all really cool looking. Yeah, so how do we do this? We knew that construction was going to happen. Right. We just didn't know a timeline yet. So. That was kind of our end to say, yeah, let's really explore this project. So if the bridge is going to be closed for construction, now would be the Perfect ideal time, time to right? get this yeah, done. True. Mm -hmm. So really phase one was just a PR political campaign to the community to say, hey, if we rally enough people and enough interest, maybe we can convince the stakeholders that this is something that they should yeah. look into. Um, and I think we raised enough awareness. We've got some dollars that came in from community members. Um, and so that really helped us with marketing and be able to push the, the awareness and the word out. And uh, just recently, the stakeholders announced that it's going to happen. Wow. So they've officially slated dollars yep. in the construction project just for lighting. Great. So, so just, just to be clear, yeah. who are the stakeholders? So as far as we are um, aware, the stakeholders are IDOT. Right. Obviously, it's a government-owned right. bridge. Um, but Peoria and East Peoria as the two cities on each end, and then Peoria County and Tazewell County as the counties that the bridge resides in. Um, so they are the ones, I mean, someone's got to pay the utility bill, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so our project really just did a, a speaker's tour. We went to Rotaries and Kiwanis's and, and anybody who would listen to us speak about this opportunity that we could possibly have. Um, so now that it's slated and it's done, um, we don't know what that is going to look like, what, how much that 
will get us. It could be all colored. It could be white colors with a little bit of color. We don't know exactly what the decision is going to be, but we've positioned ourselves to be that community <coughs> voice. So we have a Facebook page. We have a website where anybody can learn about it. Phase two, which people have gotten really excited about, is to convince them to do some sort of sustainability plan and mm. do a special lighting request. So Epic could light it for our 70th anniversary. Yeah. Bradley could light it for game wins, um, fun things like that. Yeah. So that could create a revenue because someone has to pay the utility bill. Someone actually physically has to flip the switch. Um, but then the community could come to the Facebook page and see why it's lit in, in that color. And I think it'd be a really engaging thing for the community to get involved in. Yeah, that's a great really, idea. Really cool. Yeah. So the stakeholders are all governmental entities. Pretty much, yeah. Right, And that's always an interesting p space to play, right? Especially yeah. when you're talking about different governmental entities who are in some instances competing with one another. Yeah, absolutely. Counties compete with each other and cities mm -hmm. compete with each other for, for a lot of different reasons. And it's all good. But how has that been for you to work in that space and, and to get everybody to kind of come together for this? Because yeah. it sounds like it's happening. Yeah, so we're just citizens. We're not right. the ones at the table making decisions happen. Right. So we appreciate, keyword, yeah. <laughs> we appreciate well the, the stakeholders thinking about this project proactively and really taking that voice into consideration because we weren't at the table um, pushing this project, but I think we advocated enough and we got the right people in the right rooms talking about the right things. And our the leadership who are making decisions for our region are really taking a proactive approach um, and saying this could really be a great thing for our region, let's go ahead and invest. So I think that's, that's very impactful. One, one thing I was curious about, so obviously you're not just going to string up like Christmas lights right, on the thing, right. you know, I, I, like how is it physically going to work? Yeah, I guess you go out there, yeah. some, <laughs> some duct tape, you know, yeah, yeah. You, you guys should look up the early posts from our Facebook page because it was recommended to put solar lights on there and all yeah. these things that aren't physically possible mm -hmm. for a, a project of this caliber. Um, so Farnsworth has the design contract. Okay. So they've been doing all this studying and research and there's companies out there like the Philips company, like the light bulbs you use at home. They have an arm of their company that's just for bridge lighting. Mm. So we've gotten two um, messages from companies out of Montreal that would like an RFP for the project. Someone out of Des Moines would like an RFP for the project. So this is a space that, that a lot of business is happening in. Um, so that's convenient because then we can sure. get all these RFPs in and try to get um, a nice bid uh, for our region. But um, Farnsworth is taking into consideration light pollution. So how would the lights affect anybody that's living downtown? The, it's a Coast Guard is, is probably another stakeholder in that. How do the bridge traffic, the lights affect the bridge traffic sure. underneath, on the bridge? And then also how does it affect the um, nature around it? So a lot of that kind of behind the scenes things have already been taken yeah, taken into account. Taken, yep. So you've already mentioned Farnsworth being involved, which mm -hmm. is a local company. What other local companies will, will be able to be involved in this project like this as it starts to build? Yeah, well, it's definitely going to create jobs, obviously. <clears throat> so it's extending that construction. I know people complain a lot about construction, but it's an, think of it as an investment in your community and sure. all the jobs it's going to create. So it'll create jobs that way. Um, again, it's going to come down to RFPs. We don't know all the details because, again, this is our project, but it's not our project. Right. You know, it's the region's project. Right. It's the stakeholders project. So um, they're taking all that into to consideration. So um, as far as we know, there's no one locally who can get that done. Um, but if there are, reach out. Hopefully we'll get you plugged into the right people. But um, 
the, the RFPs are really going to hopefully surface and, and find us a, a great deal to get this done mm -hmm. the most efficient way possible. Great, yes. great. And before we move on, because we want to talk about the Peoria Grown Project, but yeah. what, what in your estimation, since you're the one that kind of, you know, you're the visionary for this, you're the one that's leading it, what do you think would be the top two or three things that this project will do to make our community stronger? Yeah. How do you see that working out? If you look anywhere in our region, nine times out of 10, there's going to be the Murray Baker Bridge in some sort of marketing. Yeah. It's on billboards, it's in campaigns, it's on people's websites. <coughs> on the front websites. page of my firm's website, actually. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, on, yeah. it's on your website. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually listed as one of the top five free things to do in our region because photographers flock to it to take pictures of it. So just imagine how that's going to rescape our landscape. Sure. Um, photographers can can come and we can do contests and it can be a physical connector for the region if you go down on the riverfront on either side while it's dark it's a little dark and so it'll sure. literally light um the way for our region mm. and that's going to be really exciting it's a physical connector it's going to be an amazing backdrop think of all the selfies that are going to be taken down <laughs> yeah. there it's just a great beautification project for our region so um cool. that i think is going to be great um, but then number two, if we get the sustainability plan and the special lighting requests, it's going to give people something to get engaged with the region about. Mm -hmm. So celebrating things, whether it's breast cancer awareness or St. Patrick's Day, you name it. If the community is involved in choosing those colors and helping with the sustainability, because it's going to cost money to sure. sustain it. Sure. Um, I think that could be a real great thing for our community to celebrate. Like, why is it purple today? Why is it blue today? Why is it red, white, and blue? You know, and we could awareness just... to need. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's so cool. I think getting people's engagement in that would be a, a misstep if they if they don't do that. And cost? Can you talk about the cost for the project, the cost for sustainability? No, do you have, no not really. Varies, right? It depends it, it, on the yeah. depth? It's going to depend on the depth. It's going to depend on the system. It's going to depend, depend on that RFP that comes in. But um, we do have those case studies with those sister cities. Mm -hmm. So Louisville, for example, they were lucky enough to get a $12 million Holy anonymous wow. donation wow. to light multiple bridges. But they did set aside $1.5 for maintenance and operation, and they think that can last them 15 years. Oh, really? So that's been a nice little gauge for us to, to talk to those communities so that way. So $100,000 a year. Mm -hmm. So if you go to Louisville, you can light up the, their bridge for a day, a week, a weekend. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a fee associated with that, obviously. But cool. um, yeah. Well, great. Well, thank you yeah. for sharing that. Thank Very you for being here today. And thank you for the vision for it. Because I really Thanks. do think it is a cool enhancement to the riverfront yeah. and to the region that way. Beautification well, projects are important for our region. And those things aren't getting funded because of the other obvious right. things like hunger and right. education. So right. um, those things are important to to have as well. It's that quality of life of why someone might want to stay here or live here or move here. Mm -hmm. And that's a great segue. Hunger, right? Absolutely. So Peoria Grown is another project that came out of the Thousand Pounds project. That's right. So Katie's here. Tell us what it is, why you're involved in it, how it's going to make our community better. Well, uh, so our team got together without an idea of a project. And we worked together over a couple months to fine tune what it is that we wanted to do. And unanimously, we wanted to address food insecurity. Mm. I'm sure many of you are aware we have some very severe food deserts that were exacerbated in the past couple of years with the closure of some major grocery stores. And speaking of appreciation, our community has come together in an incredible way to try to come up with different ways that we can bring people to food. 
Mm-hmm. And how can we bring all of our resources together to leverage <coughs> their talents, their resources? So we wanted to address food insecurity. And we sort of looked at where there might be gaps or where we thought as volunteers only we could make a difference. So low-hanging fruit, we decided education and access is where we could make a difference. And we decided to connect <coughs> cooking classes. Um, we partnered with hy on Sheridan Road, and they have been an incredible partner, just so generous and so willing to jump in with both feet. And since the spring, we've hosted easily a dozen cooking classes mm-hmm. and reached almost 200 individuals with those cooking classes. Wow. Um, we have youth sessions <coughs> as well as adult classes, and with both, the participants make two meals together. It's a food demonstration and participation. And they go home with the groceries to replicate both those meals. And our vision is that with exposure to these recipes, having worked with their peers to make it, they might learn a new way to (coughs) prepare a vegetable or a fruit of some kind. Um, We're very conscious that we have resource disparities in our community. So our recipes range as far as the app the appliances that are needed. You know, I can make this in the microwave. I can make this with no bake. I can make this on a hot plate. Um, I can make this in a blender or I need to mash it with a potato masher or something. Um, So that is where we started and it has just completely snowballed from there. Everyone is so excited. I think as volunteers, we just were blessed with the ability to jump right in with both feet because we're not an agency, we're not local government. We had no red tape, mm-hmm. so we could just go, right. and we didn't have to really worry about schedules or permission, or it, our grant funding only allows us to serve this population. And people see our momentum, and they're excited to jump on board with us. So a recent addition that we are really pumped about is partnering with TCRC, the Taswell County Resource Center, Mm -hmm. who provides workforce development opportunities for individuals with developmental or um, physical disabilities. And they have a kitchen and they cater various events and they package um, food items. So we asked them if they would be willing to package snack packs for us that we would then sell to the YMCA Rebound basketball what? program. <laughs> the YMCA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they're partnering with the Dream Center. They have at least three sessions a year, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. So they have dozens of kids um, every Saturday for a session. Yeah. And we have talked about those kids need nutritious food, not just to fuel them through the basketball game, but to fuel them through the weekend right. if they don't have food at home. So TCRC... Um, makes healthy snack packs that we sell at um, a subsidized rate to the YMCA. And the proceeds go back into our fund to be able to pay for the groceries for our grocery, for our cooking classes. Right. So um, no participant needs to pay to participate in the cooking class and to get those groceries. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. How many people have you said you guys have worked with so far? Um, I don't have a last count for the two weeks, and we had three classes last week, so mm-hmm. we're at just under 200, I bet. Wow. Are there, and now is that 200 individual different people, or is it some of those repeat through that program? Some of them repeat. Because <clears throat> I know yeah. that's how it is with, our, with the Rebound program that you spoke about. And that program serves kids on the East Bluff, which yeah. we know is one of those food deserts, right? Mm-hmm. There's, they don't have access to food, let alone healthy choices yeah. in that community. 
And that's a, that's a really great addition because I, I've been a part of that program, obviously, since it's a YMCA program. And, you know, prior to this, sometimes it was hot dogs or chili dogs or whatever it is that we yeah. could get them or just to give them some food. Yeah, because soda. it was yeah, yeah low-budget yep. type stuff just mm -hmm. to make sure that we're being able to give them something. But this is such a great collaboration for us to be able to give them healthy options. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does your it's project, really and I'm sorry if you said this, and I had a little bit of a coffee attack, which I knew I was going <laughs> to do in that, in that time frame. Yeah. But um, are you guys doing anything with, um, you know, teaching them how to grow the food and those types of things. Do you have plans for that where we're doing gardening and teach them, you know, what it takes from a seed to a plant to being able to eat it? Sure. So that is where our region's overabundance of resources yeah. is so great. Um, we are part of the Partnership for Healthy Community, which mm -hmm. is the Tri-County Health Improvement Plan. Um, there's a Healthy Eating Active Living Subcommittee which was awarded the Ending Hunger Together grant from the Community Foundation. So lots of layers. Yeah. That has probably a dozen stakeholders, and Peoria Grown is the lead on Project One as a demonstration project for the grant. So Peoria Grown does the cooking classes, and we are weaving in our partners that um, operate already in the space from seed to product. Right. So, for example, <clears throat> the three health departments do a lot of work uh, with community gardens and they have taken on the good food recovery program, which formerly was run by the gifts in the moment mm. and supported by the community foundation. So that's transitioned over to Tazewell County and they're working to expand our gardens, to map our gardens, to coordinate and map our food stands, our farmers markets, and our community gardens so that we can really quickly and directly connect people to those growers, those producers. Mm -hmm. um, but Peoria Grown really felt like a unique approach to addressing food insecurity might be, let's show people what the vegetable looks and tastes like prepared yeah. and work our way backwards. Mm -hmm. uh, interesting. Because for so long, um, we've kind of said, oh, well, it's a simple matter of people don't have access to it, so we're going to give you the produce. Right. It's not enough. Well, and we don't, we don't know if they're taking it home. Yeah. I'm really guilty of this. I have grand visions of making something with zucchini, and a week later, it's moldy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we can say, yeah, you know, we gave this many people access right. to produce, but we don't know if they're changing their behavior, right. if they even know what to do with exactly. it. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what to do with spaghetti squash. I was a volunteer at one of our classes and learned how to make spaghetti squash lasagna. So delicious. Yeah. Went home and made it for my husband. Right. So, um, and there's a bunch of squash at Aldi right now. Mm -hmm. If you want to make oh, some really? fun okay. fall dishes. <laughs> but that, we feel like that would be our unique approach. Uh, I like so it. we're really trying with our snack packs as well. We're offering pre-prepared, already portioned snacks, mm -hmm. and slowly over time, we hope to build the capacity that they can work back to learning to make that for themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important. And you know, in, in my line of work at the Y, we, we, we work in this space quite a bit, probably not as much as what we should, but more than what we have been. There are a lot of people out there who are struggling mm -hmm. with you know, finding proper nutrition, understanding how to make proper meals, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so I really appreciate what it is that you guys are trying to do. And you know this already, but the Y is really excited about continuing to work on that partnership yeah. and expand it. Um, but 
Thank you both so much for being here. Rocky, do you got any other final questions before I kind of wrap this up? Because I see we're at... I don't know. I was just really curious about the the (laughs) physicality of getting the lights on the bridge. That was something I was thinking about. So ladder. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, the entire bridge is going to be closed from April 2020 to at least November 2020. So you'll have plenty of time to head downtown to the riverfront and look to see what they're working on because you're going to have to find. And the RFP process is going to open up, so you and I can put something together. Buy a couple ladders, get some tape, get some lights. Don't think that's (laughs) how it's going to work, but uh, if you're more than welcome to try, probably have the lowest bid. Yeah, well, I'm excited. I'm excited to see that, too, because last summer I had a, the opportunity to go to Niagara Falls and, with my family on vacation, and and I had no idea. They light up the falls at night. Mm-hmm. That was a really cool, cool experience to see them lit. I don't know how they do it, but they got some lights somehow on them, and that was a really neat thing to see at night. It completely changes <clears throat> Oh, yeah. The atmosphere, the yeah. dynamics. Yeah, and yeah. it'll do the same for the riverfront. There's well, no what's, what's cool, too, is <clears throat> other than it being connector, so like, Take now, for example, the Festival of Lights is happening. So you've got the wreath up there. Then Mm -hmm. you've got Cullinan Properties that is starting to light their building. Then you would have the bridge. Then you have the museum. Then you have the former Commerce Bank building. It's all going to be tying in together. So Really cool. cool. Well, we're out of time. But thank you all for joining us today. And if you want to learn more about these projects, they both have their own websites, their own Facebook page. So go to Peoria Grown. All one word on Facebook, and you'll find the Peoria Grown Project, and you go to Light It Up Murray Baker Bridge. Not sure. Yep. Just put the words in there. You'll find it out. <laughs> it LightItUp74.com or flip the switch 74 on social media. Yeah, and if you want to go uh, to the 1,000 Pound Project website, that's there as well. Mm-hmm. So it's 1000 pound project, and you can find hashtag. it. Yeah, or hashtag it, <laughs> whatever. It's pound. all out there. Yeah, it Research yeah. it, look into it. You can find these ladies on Facebook if you want to you know, provide some support or maybe develop some collaboration for this or look for those RFPs for the lighting project. But thank you, you so much for being here today. you order snack packs, oh, we're yeah. taking Tell orders. Tell them about that, sure. How can they do that? Uh, you can go to our Facebook page and we've posted um, a little video and our email address is to request a snack pack. Right now they're completely customizable or um, you can get a surprise every week with what we decide to make. All right, that's great. But thank you all for taking the time today to watch us. Please like it, share it on Facebook so more people can get an opportunity to learn about this. Um, but that's it for today. And remember, appreciate those things that are out there in your community and find a way to get involved because you can make a difference. Mm-hmm. PeoriaLife.com